Summer is just about here, which means it's time to start barbecuing again. Whether you're going to the beach or having a small cookout in your yard, Charbroil has a grill to fit your needs. If you use our link, you can get a Charbroil one-burner portable grill for just over $100, and it's perfect for wherever you need to cook. It's convenient and portable, and works just as well in the backyard as it does on the go. Just go to multipleworldproductions.com sponsors, and use our link to shop all the great products Charbroil has to offer. Good evening, and welcome to Beware of Spoilers. I am Adam. I am pulling out of my parking spot, having just seen um, Fast X, the first part of a multi-part culmination of the Fast and the Furious saga. And I gotta say, I I think my, my past with the Fast and the Furious has been kind of well-documented over the course of this show of 30-Minute Reviews, where I got into it a little late. I didn't get into it on the ground floor like everyone else did back in 2001. Um, And then I did eventually, you know, there was a period where I was like, oh, Fast and the Furious, just a popcorn movie, as I went and sat through every superhero movie on the planet, um, while acting like this was somehow beneath it. Um, So I go and I see, you know, Faded the Furious, the first one I had seen, uh, went into it totally blind, and really enjoyed it. I'm like, what was the big problem with this? What was what was people's you know issue with uh, with this franchise? And I I still don't have a good answer for that. To be completely honest with you, I, I still don't have a good answer for why people don't ha- like this franchise um, to the degree that it gets the vitriol hate that it does. Uh, and then I saw Fast 9, and I'm like, look, we got cool explosions, cool stunts, cool things with cars. I'm here for this. This is what I'm here for. So then I see Fast 10 is coming out, and I decided I should probably watch Fast 5, because according to several people who I spoke to who are familiar with the matter, um, Fast 5 is kind of what they, you know, build from uh, to get to this movie. And I was like, all right, so let me, let me go and, and see that, and then we will uh, go from there. So I see Fast Five, and I'm like, all right, I got it. Then last night I watched Furious Seven, and I'm I, I still haven't seen one, two, three, four, or six, but I've now seen um, five, seven, eight, nine, and ten. So I'm not a hundred percent versed in the franchise. I'm gonna put that out there right now. So um, that said, I really enjoyed this movie based on how limited my knowledge of the franchise it is. Um, and if I enjoyed it not knowing that much about it, I feel like a diehard fan is going to fucking love this movie. Um, it is just... The action is all great. I mean, look, I I, I'm, I'm a, I am a big Jason Momoa fan to begin with. I, I loved him in... Um, what's it called? What was it? I think Aquaman was really the first time I'd really... Because I hadn't seen Game of Thrones. So I think Aquaman was really the first introduction I had to him. Um, but I loved, I loved him in Aquaman. Um... I feel like I've seen him in other things besides just Aquaman, but he's always a welcome addition to the cast. He always does a great job, and, and I think that he was great. This is the most out of his shell I've seen him act, um, and like the most like we need to, like like he is unhinged in this movie to a degree that is like 
Jesus fucking Christ. Like, this is a man who, like, this character that he's playing is basically the Joker. And he does it beautifully. It's as if he knows DC will never let him play the Joker and he just sets it all out of his system here. And it's just beautifully done. He's got this, this, like, vitriolic kind of, like, or, or like, you know, the, the way he moves is just so kinetic and so just bizarre and unsettling. It, it, it makes it work. Like, we've seen it in the trailer at this point, but it works so well in the movie with, um, when he's, when Dom's down up against the car and Dom's just beating the fuck out of him and he's just laughing in his face. It's like, it works so well for the character as he's played out and up until this point. Everything about him as a villain works and you buy everything about him to the point where it's like, if he's just a guy who's an obsessed fanboy and going after Dom, I would buy it just as much as the whole thing with him and his, um, what's it called? With him and his, uh, you know, like him and his family and, 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 and his, his, his ties to Reyes, it's him being raised from five son. Um, that said, if you haven't seen five, the movie does onboard you a little bit by re-showing you the, the, um, what's it called? The, the uh, the third act of, uh, of it. So you do have, you know, it, it's not going to put you in out of the, like, you know, here, figure it out. It, it does kind of onboard you a little bit. Um, that's not to say I don't have issues with the movie. I did enjoy the majority of it. I think that, like, you know, it's really setting up. Like, granted, it is part one of at least two, if not now, allegedly three. So it is setting up a sequel. It's setting up at least one, if not two sequels. Um, because it does end on the cliffhanger. I do enjoy the cliffhanger the way it ends. And it, it has a very Infinity War kind of feel to it. And we'll get into that in a little bit. I want to get through the non-spoilery part before we get to that. Um... It, 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 it does end very well, I think. I just... I could have done with about 90% less Pete Davidson. Um, I don't get the appeal of Pete Davidson as a actor. I don't understand it. Um, I could have done without him in this role. Uh, as small as the role is. In fact, a lot of the drama... That, like, there is... The movie's two hours and ten. There is easy... 20 to 30 minutes you can cut from this movie um, that you don't need. Because it's like, it's kind of like when you watch a, a monster movie for the monsters. I, I, I think that, like, you know, the emotionality of this is more designed for it. But the problem is we're dealing with a movie with such personal stakes for the heroes that these moments of just prolonged levity just don't work for the kind of movie that it, it, it is presenting itself as up until this point. Um, I think that it is, it's it, it just like you, you're watching it and you're like, all right, I, I, I guess you, you, you do, have, you do need to find the moments to put the jokes in and I, and I, and I get that you do need to have some levity in the movie, but like the amount of times it happens, it always happens with, um, with, uh, Tyrese and Ludacris and, um, and, uh, what's that? And, um. Han and I forgot her character's name, but Natalie Emmanuel. It's it's always with them that that they have these these moments of of levity, and it's like they're still being hunted and they're still on the run, and it's like the stakes never quite feel as high when you're with them because everything is treated as kind of a joke. That's where you get this Pete Davidson moment. That's where you get this, um, you know, this this whole thing with um, 
what's it called? The, the you know, the, the, the fight with, um, uh, between, between Han and, and Shaw, like, I, I don't really need that, um, because it is played too much as a joke and not serious, and it's like, look, I, I don't need this at all, because at the end of the day, we have a, a, a limited runtime here, and we do need to get to point, you know, point B on this, and we need, we need to get to the end of the movie, if we're gonna sit here and distract ourselves by having Han fight Shaw, and it's like, well, it's not gonna amount to anything, because, it, it, like, we're not going to have either of these characters kill the other or disable the other to the point where they can't do anything. So obviously, something else is going to happen. It's just kind of pointless. Um, I don't think you needed like that. You could have cut. There's so much, and it's mostly with them, which is a shame because that that group could be entertaining. It's just they're the wrong type of entertaining for this movie. It's kind of like they're in a different movie um, when they're on screen, and and that is a problem. Um, what else was there? Um, I really enjoyed the dynamic between Dom's son and, um, and Jacob. Um, I don't quite remember Fast 9 as much as I thought I did, or the Fast Saga as much as I thought I did, but I don't recall Jacob's redemption being quite as, as ironclad as it is up until this point, which is kind of required for this movie. Um, but whatever, I mean, it's kind of like the movie essentially did the legwork of, oh, well, it's been a few years, so it'll, it, it kind of makes sense. Um, but yeah, I think that the, the emotional core of the movie kind of works, I, I, even if it isn't 100% necessary for how good of a villain Momoa is. And I feel like this might be another, um, what's it called movie? Another Creed, or another, uh, or Creed 3, or another, um, you know... Ant-Man and the Lost Quantumania, I mean, both of which had Jonathan Majors in it, which is problematic at this point, but, you know, we, you know, both of those movies were defined as good as they were, I mean, for considerably more for Creed than for Ant-Man, but both of them were defined by having an incredible villain, and I think that that's kind of where this one does. I enjoy him more than I enjoyed Jacob in Nine, more than I enjoyed Cypher in, um, in what's called, in, in Eight, um, more than Hernan Reyes in five. I think that he's he is the best villain of the movies that I've seen, um, and I think that he he does a lot to to really move this like to make this movie watchable. Uh, I think it, with a lesser performer, this movie doesn't work. Um, with a lesser performer in the role of the bad guy, this movie does not work. And I think that that is entirely a testament to um, to Jason Momoa. I, and I, I think that you know it like. Look, we've heard rumors that he may continue with DC, but as as Lobo, and I watched this movie, and I'm like, come the fuck on, I need a Lobo movie. Like, it is, this is phenomenal, um, the way he, the work he does here. Um, what else was there? Some of the effects are a little iffy, but, you know, what are you gonna do? The effects aren't always gonna be great, and, and I think that for what this movie is, which is basically a giant cartoon, um, anyway, I mean, I, I think that they work fine enough. Uh, I'm not sitting here looking for, you know, photorealism 100% of the time. That said, I, this is my first time that I've seen the Flash trailer on a Dolby screen, which Dolby is supposed to be, like, the best screen possible. And I have to say, I'm not impressed by the visuals on, of how that looks. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know where they go from here. I think that unlike Infinity War, because we're, we're going to go into the spoilers here. So, 
Infinity War ends, we know concretely who's alive, who's dead, and and what what can happen from here. Like we can postulate out. Here it's more everyone's kind of in a position where everyone except for specifically Letty, um, Cipher, and uh, and now spoilers, 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 Giselle, who died in six, and uh, while while trying to save Han. Um, Giselle is alive and well with the nuclear sub from, from eight, and uh, Hobbs, we know he's still alive, and that Hobbs is the one that um, Momo was gonna go after next, or um, what was his name? Um, I forgot his actual character's name because Jason Momo or Reyes. Um, but look, if that's it, it, the issue, is it's like it kind of is just who do we want to live in each scene? I think that for part two. Dom has to be alive, therefore his son has to be alive. We know Jacob is probably dead, but again, death means nothing in these movies. And I think that that's the problem, too, is that when this movie ends and we see the plane go down with the other four on it, and on that plane is Han, who had already been killed once and is now still alive. And then we have, at, right after that, we get the scene with with Giselle showing up with the, with the, uh, the nuclear sub, and Giselle also previously died. It kind of undercuts that, because it's like, well... Anyone they want to live could have lived through that. That's kind of the problem. And the same thing happens here. And also, the whole thing with the, the twist, quote-unquote, like, it's so transparent. Um, but look, I think that if we're going to be going into the next movie, I think you want to kind of go bare, as bare-bones as possible. Um, I think it would be ballsy. I think that the issue is, it's like, you have to kill someone off. You have to kill someone of those four off. I think you don't kill off Hans because you already killed off Hans once. And it's cheap to kill him off for emotional effect twice. I think that you gotta kill off... I think you gotta kill off Ramsey. I think you gotta kill off... No, I think Ramsey needs to stay alive because God's Eye was what fucked this whole thing up and Ramsey created God's Eye. So, I think you need to kill off Ludacris. I forgot his character's name, but you gotta kill off Ludacris, I think. Uh, if you're gonna kill off anyone. I think the the smartest thing, like, that I don't think they'll ever do, because it would require, like, that would be ridiculous. I think that the the way I would go is I would probably kill off all four of them and go from there and have the, the, the team for the next... No, well, no, because there's no resurrection method. That's the problem, is that you can't kill... Any, it's, it's like, you, you can't kill off anyone in the next... and then have the next movie feel right... Especially considering it's not like you can bring back other people. You can bring in Daniela Melikor. You can bring her back because she is the sister of um, Elsa Pataki, who's the character that I'm forgetting. Um, so you can bring her back. Um, and that will be kind of the representative for that. You can bring back, um, like, Hobbs. You can bring back Shaw. You can bring back... And that should be fun for the fucking behind the scenes because um, they hate each other. But or uh, Vin Diesel and, and The Rock hate each other. But you got, you know, you have them, and then you also have Cypher, you have Letty, you have, you know, I, I feel like the, the, the thing that's holding it back, and I, and I think this is an issue that's going to be stuck in my craw forever, they, them not killing off Brian, I understand why died in real life, Paul Walker died in real life, you, you couldn't really kill the character, they wouldn't do what they did to T'Challa for him. 
my problem is how do you explain him not coming back for the next one like Jordana Brewster keeps showing up which is fine I have no problem with Mia showing up but how do you explain him not being there and I don't think there's a good explanation for it which just kind of leads to the situation where it's just kind of awkward that he's not there ever and it's like especially going into the next one being what the next one has to be it's like which I, I still think and I think I called this months ago you know it's gonna be called Furious X like that's what I think it's gonna be it's a two part movie you know Fast X Furious X and and I think that because you have Dom surviving mad and I think that that's kind of where it's gotta be um I think that that's kind of the problem here is that you need to figure out a way to bring back Brian in some way and it'll be weird I'm, I'm not saying it won't be weird but I'm saying that from a like the question is is it weird from a narrative standpoint to have him not come back or is it weird from a human watching the movie standpoint to have him come back knowing full well that Paul Walker died and it's a weird situation because they already did this once when they brought him back you know like they they had stand-ins and stuff to finish out his role in seven and have him leave um but it's just kind of a little straight i i i don't know the right answer i don't i think that i mean look and the difference is too in seven his 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 brothers did stand-in work for him they 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 were the stand-ins for for him so that way he could be in the movie i think the problem is how do we do that here and i don't think it's a good answer for that i really don't um but uh but yeah, I mean I, I I'm looking forward to the next one. I'm I'm very, very much ready for where they go next. I, I very much want to see how this movie plays out going forward in the future. I wanna see how they wrap this up. And I think too, it's like between Brie Larson, between Daniela Melacor, between, you know, all of these other characters that are coming in and are kind of there, you get this sense that there is a way to continue on this franchise, even if Vin Diesel isn't the face of it anymore. Um, and that leaves a lot of room open for interesting directions that they could go. Um, but we will wrap up there for today. Um, so I think Sunday we're going to do the Something Gardener. There's a Gardener movie. I think that that's going to be on Sunday um, because I'm busy tomorrow, I think. I got to look at my schedule. I, th- I don't think it'll be tomorrow. Um, but I do think it'll be, I think it'll be Sunday. Um, so we have that. Um, we have tomorrow morning, we have The Flash. I think Monday or Tuesday, we have scheduled the episode about, uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Which means I gotta actually start getting on, doing the story for that. Um, so, yeah. So we got, we got a bunch of cool stuff happening. We got a bunch of cool stuff happening in the next few weeks. Uh, the next few days, really, and, uh, because I think next week's another week, no, next week is The Little Mermaid and, uh, that A24 movie, well, it's not A24, I think A24 bought it, um, You Hurt My Feelings with, uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, so, we have stuff next week, we have stuff this week, um, and we are waiting anxiously for Secret Invasion, I'm so excited for Secret Invasion, um, for those of you who are looking for this week's 30-minute reviews episode, I apologize, but we have not recorded it yet. We will be... Uh, I think that's what we're recording tomorrow is the 30-minute reviews episode. Well, I'm recording it tomorrow after work. Um, 
and then uh, that's why we're not doing the, the movie tomorrow. Um, but, like I said, we'll wrap up there for today. As always, you can go to multipleworldproductions.com to check our full schedule. If you click the calendar link, if you go to our new website, mwpnews.com, we'll keep that posted with any news that happens, and you can keep, uh, if you bookmark that, you'll be able to pull one over on the AI overlords when they inevitably take over, and pull everything you write and put it on a search result page without having to actually click any links. Uh, so if you just bookmark that, that'll be helpful. Um, so yeah, so we will wrap up there for today, and until our next episode, have a great rest of your week. This podcast is a production of Multiple World Productions. For more details about all the other things happening on all three podcasts, check out multipleworldproductions.com.